And if you can be creative and think about what problems are being caused by the current situation, you could be the solution to those problems and monetize it. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Empire Show. I'm Bedros Koulian and that there is Craig Ballantyne. And uh, we're gonna talk about creating income in times of quarantine, of the corona, and economic crisis. Make no mistake about it, as the coronavirus talk goes away and we are let out of quarantine, you are gonna be facing a massive financial crisis and your business and sales are gonna take an impact and Craig and I are gonna help you navigate that path to profitability. Craigie, welcome. Hey, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Let's call it creating income in the cuckoo times for all that quarantine COVID crisis. We'll just short form it to cuckoo. I like that, I like that. You're a, you're, you're a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So- <laughs> Canadian cuckoo up here. Hey man, so uh, as, we, as, as we were talking about on the last episode, uh, you know, we talked about how leadership was so important and we really hit the button on that OODA loop and of course, the uh, fight, flight, or freeze episode uh, um, events where the OODA loop is observe, orient, decide, and act. And the faster you can observe, orient, decide, and act, the faster you have an opportunity to survive and thrive. And then of course, what we saw happen during this 11, 12 weeks of the COVID quarantine, the businesses that uh, went into fight mode were able to pivot or reinvent themselves. Then there was the next group of business owners and entrepreneurs who went into, instead of fight, they went into flight, meaning, hey, I'm gonna shut down, retreat, uh, preserve cash, cut down expenses, and come back and uh, be there to fight another day when the quarantine's over. Hey, I could respect that. But the ones that felt the pain the most, and I believe when it's all said and done, we're gonna see about a 30 to 35% closure in businesses, and that's that final third of people who went into freeze mode. They didn't fight, they didn't flight, they froze, and uh, they stayed indecisive, they took the wait and see approach, and they just felt the pain most. But looking above and beyond that, as we get into now going back to business, quarantine is gonna be over as this episode comes out for most people, or at least there's a different version of quarantine maybe happening, sure. just social distancing and masks, but there'll be some version of business happening. Um, how do we make money in this, in this new economy where we are gonna see a financial crash? Well, in the fitness world, we're seeing hybrid, and in restaurants, we're seeing hybrid. And so hybrid's probably a word, like we'll probably replace the word pivot uh, that everybody talks about, and we'll see a lot of hybrid stuff. And it'll be a lot of online, for example, like, like with a, a lot of the restaurants here in Vancouver, you order online, obviously grocery shopping online, there's going to be so much more shift. Like we were already doing it a little bit and it just was pouring accelerant on a fire, right? Now there's going to be so much more of a move to anything that you can buy online. Man, it is going to be difficult for a for a store or a place that relied on fully on foot traffic. And so you guys have done a great pivot or you know to the hybrid online with Fitbody. And then restaurants are probably going to see a little bit less of their foot traffic in. In fact, the restaurants up here in in Vancouver 
every other table is blocked off. Is that the way it's going to be at the chop house when you go? You know what? That's exactly right. In fact, every other table, uh, they already showed pictures of it, have little signs on it that says this table is closed for social distancing. And in fact, as you, you probably saw, what we're doing as we're opening up Fit Body Bootcamp locations now, we're drawing eight by eight squares on our mats where we call it the train in place modality. So the average Fit Body where we train 20 to 35 clients at a time, we're training 10 to 15 at a time because you're in your eight by eight square, you're only using that one or two pieces of equipment in that eight by eight, so you're not cross contaminating and stuff. And so, you know, Dude, you're well, right. Well, uh, let me just add to that. So I went 65 days without training with weights because, you know, when I moved out to Vancouver, I lost my home gym. So I was like the only thing that really sucked for me during the quarantine. And then I went for my first workout the other day. And the gym that I went to was a boutique studio. So normally they're doing, I don't know, they probably could run six people one-on-one -on -one per hour through there. Maybe, maybe it was a little bit less, but they had... It was yellow taped off. So they had a long, narrow gym. They had a section where there was a squat rack and heavy dumbbells. There was a section where it was a cable stack and some cardio stuff and another section where it was dumbbells and benches. And you, you were like, here, you get this giant section that's taped off with the squat rack and there's plenty of room and all this stuff. And it was like, the, as soon as I was done the workout, this guy would come over and he would just sanitize everything and you know people should do that after every time i work out but they were doing it um, you know for everybody that was working out there so now this this gym is on a new model right they're on a new model of maybe fewer people coming in but they charged a lot of money for me to reserve that spot i had to book it in advance so it was open gym but on a reserved spot and then i'm trying out another one this week where it's similar it's like limited number of people in there you have to sanitize everything that you used at the end of your workout. And, you know, with the fit bodies that I own, you know, I'm going through your protocol and it's fewer classes per day too, because there's more time spent cleaning. So the amount of labor devoted to cleaning in the next year or two is going to be insane. Yeah. So labor devoted to cleaning, number one, the lower number of people per class or session, right? Number two. And, so when you really think about it, and the cost of the cleaning material, equipment, are going to go up by about 2 to 3x is what we estimated. So, you know, I, I told Fit Body owners, I said, guys, we're, as you go back and you are training pe less people at higher expenses and costs to you, you're going to make less money right now for the next month or two, which is why we have to keep the hybrid. Because you're literally going to have to tell your clients, look, you're training twice a week at, at my studio two or three times a week online still. And so without the hybrid, the income is going to take a massive dip. So that's absolutely right. There is really a new way of doing business and restaurants like the Chop House. Remember Tony who owns it. And for those of you who are like, what the hell is a Chop House? Uh, think Mastro's, think, think Morton Steakhouse. It's that level of a steakhouse. He's actually doing not only food delivery to your home, which Grubhub, Postmate, all that stuff, um, are they selling, are they allowed to sell alcohol? Cause that's kind of like a big thing up here in Canada. Like you can buy, you couldn't, before this, you weren't allowed to buy alcohol in delivery from restaurants, but now, now they're allowed to sell alcohol directly from the, from the restaurant. So they were given that opportunity to make really? a change in their business. Yeah. That piece, I don't know yet. I'll find out tonight when we go there, but I do know that the other thing he's doing, because again, limited seating, every other table is going to have to stay empty for the foreseeable future, 
Um, have you heard of ghost kitchens, what ghost kitchens are? Uh, no, but I can imagine it's like a central processing kitchen. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. So you, let's say, do you know that that's, um, uh, sorry to interrupt, but the guy who invented Uber, the Travis guy, like that's his whole thing now is centralized kitchens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're called cloud kitchens or ghost kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Uber for kitchens, bro. Yeah. Uber for this, Uber for kitchens, bro. <laughs> that's exactly. And I thought it was such a brilliant model, right? Because so many people are having food ordered to them that if you can create like, hey, look, out of this one kitchen, we have Chinese food, we have Italian food, we have burgers, we have desserts, because it's in some industrial part of town that no one's going to visit. And so what restaurants are also doing now is they're saying, look, we have capacity, but we don't, we're not allowed to fill up our tables and our, and our dining room. So if you are looking for a ghost kitchen, come and run your food from here and deliver it to your home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's creating a new revenue stream for him by saying, look, I'm going to rent out my kitchen as a ghost kitchen. And so if you have a thing that you want to like, like Pizza Hut, not Pizza Hut, I'm sorry, Domino's. Um, I think for every five Domino's locations they have, they have one ghost kitchen as well or cloud kitchen that allows them to reach more people because of the Grubhub and all that stuff happening. So I thought it was such a brilliant way to monetize is to also rent out your, your kitchen as a cloud or ghost kitchen because you got it and you can't utilize it anyway. Yeah. So if you want to look on the bright side of things is that a period like this, very much like a period of World War II, there's so much innovation. You know, they really um, did, did so much innovation in air flight and in rubber during World War II because obviously they had to. And now during this time, Look at the innovation that is ongoing in medical technologies, in testing, and obviously in restaurants. And so that, that's one thing that's so great about you and your side business of coaching, Vedros, is that you get to hear from, I guess that you had over 500 coaching clients go through your seven-day programs. You heard essentially get input on 500 different businesses, and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I can apply to mine. Or you're seeing what's working in one industry and then putting it over to the other. So are there, were there any lessons that you learned through that where it's like, oh, I can go and apply that to something I'm doing? And then if there weren't, then you can just go right in as to how the heck did you innovate a new coaching program that generated a ton of cash for you? Yeah, so, so let's kind of start there, actually. So immediately my brain went to, shoot, we're not selling franchises anymore. And when you're when your main business is selling franchises at $50,000 buying fee and $1,800 a month uh, over a seven-year seven franchise term, like that's a very profitable business when you're selling six to eight franchises a month. When all of a sudden, as I told you on the last podcast, 26 leads is what we had in the beginning of March of 2020 to open up a Fitbody franchise and all but one went away. And so we were stuck with, man, we better do something with our supplement business and we better do something with my coaching business. Well, my private coaching is $50,000. And I quickly figured out that the number one objection was I can't afford 50 grand. I said, great, let's not try and beat our head against the wall. When people say I can't afford 50 grand, that just simply means, and, and I really hope our audience is paying attention to this. They're not saying they don't have it. They're saying they don't want to afford it. They don't want to part ways with it, right? Not having it is a different thing. Not having it is a condition. I can't afford it is an objection. So I came to the conclusion that, all right, can you afford $1,000? Yes, I can. All right, I'll be right back. So I literally, in three days, we launched, we created a copy called the seven-day income ignition. And I said, look, I'm looking to take on 50 people 
at $1,000 a piece, and for seven days straight, I'm gonna group coach you guys using Zoom. I knew that I can give them low-hanging fruit strategies to get more referrals, reactivate their, their clients, whether they're gym owners, chiropractors, one guy was in real estate, one person was a dentist, and I knew that I could help them find some other hidden source of revenue that they haven't really thought about yet. Um, and so, hey, 1000 bucks, 50 people, we launched the seven-day income ignition. But I also knew I was going to use those seven days, Craigie, to yeah. sell them. It was going to be a seven-day sales pitch of, guys, if I had more time and if I was working with you one-on-one, -on -one, there's bigger and better things we can do where I could review your copy, connect you with more people who can drive traffic for you, et cetera. So out of the first seven-day income ignition program, we ended up getting nine people on board at $50,000 a piece. Oh, wow. Literally, on day six of seven, I said, guys, tomorrow's our last day. I feel like I can add so much more value to your guys' business, and I think you guys can... And, and by the way, here's what I was doing. On day one, I would give them a task to do. I would say, you're going to call your 50 best clients who were clients and reactivate them, and here's the script. The next day, you had to share your wins. Before I started teaching, everyone had to share with their wins. And so you got people going, dude, I reactivated three people already. I reactivated five people already. I got one person who, who reactivated. And it was such a cool thing because they're literally being social proof for each other. So every day, you had to share your wins, and then I would teach the next thing, or the next strategy, right? So on day six, I'm like, guys, if I had more time with you, man, I could really blow up your business and tell you what we're doing here at Fitbody and with the supplement line, et cetera. But I... I'm running out, tomorrow's our last day, but if you do want to coach with me, send me a private message. And we also had a private Facebook group. And so anyway, nine of them converted to $50,000. Now I guarantee you, every single one of those nine people, if I just had reached out to them and said, hey, crazy times, let me coach you in your business, it's gonna cost you 50 grand, they would have been, whoa, bro, I, I can't afford that. But the reality was after seven days of getting to know me, like me, trust me at a higher level, and I was able to prove that they got results, nine converted. And on the next one that we ran, because we ran the second one um, a week later of the seven day income ignition, we had less people sign up for it at a thousand bucks. We had uh, 21. The second one was for general business owners. The first one was for gym owners. First one was for general business owners. Oh, second one was for gym owners. Yeah. Yeah. The other way around. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now you now you said you know, so there's two acronyms that everybody should pay attention to. So first KLT, you built the no love trust factor, and then the second one is RIA, results in advance. Yeah. So yeah, they gave you some money, and then they came in, and you gave them results in advance of you pitching them the the big fifty thousand dollar offer. So you proved, like, and and so some of them may have even made ten grand, maybe even more than that. And, and they're like, did. okay, man. Yeah, yeah. some did. One, one lady has uh, three, um, three uh, nine-round kick, uh, kickboxing places or, yeah. or boxing places, right? And yeah. she, she was like, dude, so I'm ready to sign up. What do I do? It's not like she didn't have the money. It's just she wasn't ready to part with it until it, the no like and trust or no love and trust factor was produced. Yeah, plus the social proof and away you go. Yeah, so in the second group when we launched it, it was for gym owners only. We had something like 21 people sign up at 1000 bucks. And then we had, we had uh, four people convert at $50,000. $50, and so when you look at that, we almost had $600,000 generated in like a three-week period um, that, that, holy smokes, that replaced a revenue that we would have gotten over two and a half months selling franchises, you know? And those are the kind of things that you have to get wily and creative and go, when people say, I can't afford you, 
Are they saying they don't have the money or are they saying they don't want to afford giving you the money right now and what can you do to get them to afford it? And that's the strategy I took and you took a very different strategy. Yeah, so, so the strategy that I took, we were talking about on the last podcast there, you were saying, hey, I noticed you're doing on Instagram, you're doing these posts where you're, you know, you're calling people out, you're saying, hey, I'm looking for, and there, there's a bunch of, of lessons there. So the first one is, remember the copywriting formula, ADA, A-I-D-A? Yep. Okay. I realized the other day, so I'm teaching, yeah, I'm teaching this, um, this formula to my coaching clients in my Instagram coaching program. And I'm saying, okay, this, I just realized like that little blunt post, it's about 50 words is an entire sales letter. It's, it gets their attention. It calls people out. It, it um, increases interest. Then it increases desire. And then it tells them how to take action. And so I can actually, I'll go to my um, page and just read one out. You know, we must've got 400 direct messages yesterday. Uh, so, so here it goes. Like I'm looking for five entrepreneurs who want to make seven figures. I'll personally teach you high income skills and give you the discipline and accountability to achieve financial freedom. DM me millions to see if you qualify. That's it. That's it. And so I teach this in every industry. If you're an online trainer, I'm looking for five women over the age of 40 who want to lose the baby fat. I'll personally coach you on your nutrition and home workouts so that you get in shape faster than ever. DM me, lose the baby fat to see if you qualify. And like, give me the industry, I'll keep going. It's an entire sales letter in one thing. And then, so before the crisis B, I was doing it twice a week and not doing it. I was, I was doing these posts twice a week. And, and so ha, ha, ha. I, was, um, I was making these posts twice a week and well, every single an hour yeah right ha ha and then and then so notice that if, if somebody looked at my page they would notice that they're all different like sometimes i'll say i'm looking for five real business owners accountants real estate lawyers who want to scale their business in 2020 and i would change it up every single time and i used i used the cosby show or like cheers as an analogy or friends and so you and I grew up watching 30 minute sitcoms. And do you know how many minutes of sitcom was in there and how many minutes of commercial? I uh, don't tell me. There's 22 minutes of sitcom. Every single friends episode is 22 minutes. And then it's eight minutes of commercial. And so I thought, and I actually, I ran my email marketing on that same premise. People will get 22 minutes of content and they'll get eight, well, not 22, but like 22 out of the 30 of the entire email, two thirds of the email will be content and one third will be commercial. And I, so every single email I wrote for years was based on that. Then I started doing the same thing for my Instagram stories. And then my Instagram feed is basically like I'm doing a whole lot more video. I'm doing about one or two Instagram TVs a day now. So we're getting almost three posts per day. So that's 20 posts per week. And we do three of these blunt posts because I went and used the Jay Abraham approach. If you want to make more money, make more offers because we weren't getting any negative feedback off of doing two of them per week. And I just got in this habit of that's how we normally do things here. We do two per week without any logic or reason or justification. And so I was like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> wait for it here. What if I try three times per week? What, what could possibly happen? 
sure enough, you get more leads and it allows you to go after different sub niches within your niche marketplace. So again, if you're that, uh, you know, nutrition coach to women over 40, well, now you can say, hey, I'm looking for women over 50 who are battling menopause who need nutrition help or who need to lose, you know, 20 pounds because of menopause. And they're like, okay, so one day you can promote to them. And they may have seen 30 of these ads, and they're not ads, they're just posts, but I call them ads. They may have seen 30 of these in a row, and then one day they see the one for women over 50 who are in menopausal. They're like, oh, that's me. It raises their hand, right? And so by doing more of them, you get to call out more people specifically rather than doing a generic, I'm looking for five people who want to lose weight. Well, yeah, okay, whatever. But, oh, five women over 50 who are menopausal who want to lose 15 pounds of belly fat, that's exactly me. And so if you know your audience, you can do it that way. And it was just the classic Jay Abraham thing. The more offers you make, the more money you will make. But you can't just go and make only offers. You have to earn the right to make the call to action by delivering great content. And so actually one other thing I'll, I'll teach you, and I forgot to mention on the last call when you asked me what we changed in our business, Bedros, is that we, we, we were forced into, um, not because of the, the crisis, but because Instagram has changed a bit, we were forced to look for other sources of leads. And so we were doing a decent job at LinkedIn, and now we've upped our LinkedIn game. And LinkedIn now competes with Instagram for my biggest source of free leads, free wow. organic leads. Yeah. So what I do now is every single video that I put on Instagram TV, and there's at least one a day, if not two, those things are actually made for LinkedIn. So I get, I have my LinkedIn team. They send me the topics. I go and make the video. Like I had, you know, I had one today that uh, really angered a bunch of women for some strange reason. Like there's no reason, there's no logical reason this should anger women. Um, but it says five things male entrepreneurs should do. Okay. Well, I mean, like a woman can watch it and apply this stuff. There's no reason she should get angry, but I got a lot of women angry. But anyways, I got that from the LinkedIn guys. And then another one was they wanted the five common mistakes of unsuccessful people. So they give me these topics. Those are the headlines of the video on my Instagram page, but they're also on LinkedIn. And we post the content on LinkedIn and anybody that likes or comments on the LinkedIn video, we reach out to them. So we have a VA from the Philippines trained in what to say to get a couple of the conversation pieces going. And then from that conversation piece, we move them to a phone call. So with LinkedIn, we're doing a two-step call. First 10-minute call to see if they qualify, then a longer call because we found the lead quality coming in through the application process was, you know, we were getting no-shows on the calls. We were getting bad fits, like people that didn't have a business, they were corporate or didn't have any money. So we had to change it to a two-call system for LinkedIn, but only one call system for Instagram because I bet them a little bit better. And so we've gotten, you know, we, we just got a, a gentleman who, who actually, he listens to the Empire podcast and he ended up on my LinkedIn and he runs an eight-figure software company in Germany for the automotive industry. And he's like my ideal client. He has multiple businesses. I've already referred two of my copywriting clients to work for him and he's hired them. He's just a fast action taker. And he came into my world first through Empire and then 
he got, he liked one of my videos on LinkedIn. We started the conversation with him. It moved to a coaching, uh, a phone call with my phone sales guy. I now have two of them, but um, to my first guy. And he was a coaching client before I even knew what the heck the guy did. And now, and he's one of my best coaching clients because I love working. So actually there's, there's two big takeaways that I got out of that. Uh, number one, if something's working, do more of it, right? You went from two a week to doing more because it was working. So if something's working, guys, do more of it. Don't be afraid that you're gonna piss people off, offend them or whatever. Like Craig didn't get any level of complaints. Um, and for me, the seven day income ignition worked the first time around. So I did it the second time around and got more $50,000 coaching clients. And I might- What works. Yeah, yeah, and I might do a third one if I feel like it, you, you know? And we are, real, we are real rocket surgeons. Like, <laughs> right, right. And then the second lesson out of, out of what you're sharing there, dude, is is guys have more poles in the water, you know? And you're like, hey, well, you went all in on LinkedIn as well. And now it serves as, a, as, as almost a competitive, it competes against your Instagram with number of leads you're getting. So have more poles in the water that increases the odds. If there's a lake and we're fishing, you've got two rods in there. Well, what happens if you get 20 rods in that same lake? You might increase your chances of catching more fish. So uh, feel free to have well, more. Well, I'll even add to that because I've used that analogy recently and then I realized there, it's actually, I have multiple fishing poles in multiple lakes. Yes. So if you look at like Instagram is a lake and here's how I am, here's here's the fishing pole that I'm there. First, I have my regular content. Second, I have my blunt posts. Third, I have my Instagram stories. And I'm sure if I really thought about it, there we have these new slideshows that we're using with the, Call, yeah, call to action at those. So I've got at least four ways I'm generating. Oh, fifth way is a really good written profile um, with a real strong call to action about either DMing me a code word or clicking a link below. So there's six, six polls in the Instagram lake. Now you go over to LinkedIn. We got a couple polls over there. We have a Facebook group. We have a Facebook page. We have a daily video. So we're taking the same videos that are going on LinkedIn and Instagram TV, also go on Facebook. And then some of my Instagram stories go into my Facebook group. And so we have multiple polls on Facebook. Then we have, even from our own clients, we have the referral strategy. So from my clients, I'm generating more income or, you know, ascending them into a higher level of coaching. So you got multiple polls within your client base. Mm -hmm. And it's just how, how creative are you willing to be? And as Grant Cardone says, one of my favorite quotes from him is, if you're committed, you'll get creative. Because like you said, uh, you know, in the previous show, you were going down swinging, right? And if you're going down swinging, you're going to be like, okay, time for an uppercut, time for a hook, time for, I don't care what it is, but I'm going down swinging and I'm dipping into my toolbox and everything's coming out here. And I think just most people, most people are capable of it. They just don't dip into that capacity. Like, it's not like they're not smart enough. Most people are are literally smarter than you and I. Most people have the knowledge, they've gathered as much information as you and I. So what's, what's the gap between action and knowledge? And I don't know what it is, but, but I, I, you I, and I will agree. I, you I, and I, I will agree. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs we know are not the sharpest tools in the box. Touche, touche. And, but I, I've been doing a little research lately too, right? These 11, these 11 weeks, and, and I tell you what, man, with Fit Body Bootcamp, I've almost got this microcosm. Because think about it, they're all franchise owners and they all own the same franchise, Fit Body Bootcamp, led by the same person, me. 
Um, yeah, they're in different states, different cities, and so we can account for that. Uh, those things might be a little different, but by and large, why? I was like, why are some Fit Body owners completely embracing mailing out for Trulian supplements and creating an additional income stream during this chaotic time? And others are like, still like, oh, I don't know if I want to mail out for supplements. I've never sold supplements to my email list and to my clients, and I'm afraid to. And what if they? And so I realized something very quickly that the ones who are leaning into action quickly have more confidence. All right, easy enough. So you're right. You and I are not the sharpest tools in the shed. I, I think we've proven that over the years as, as our, in our friendship. And there's a lot of behind, you know, behind the scenes stories that we can share that would prove that we're not the sharpest tools in the shed. What we do have is a, a, an extreme amount of confidence in this particular area of, cause we've been doing it long enough. And yeah, Ed Milet says, you know, confidence comes from um, keeping a promise to yourself. When you make a promise, keep a promise, right? And you get more confident. You win more credibility with yourself. True. I think that's only 50%. The other piece, and there's actually science behind it, is competency. The, the, it's, and it's called actually the confidence competency loop. The more competent you are, the more confident you get. The more confident you are, the more competent you feel. And competency comes from constantly trying things until, oh my God, I got to win. I feel more competent at it. Therefore, that gives me confidence to try the next thing. Oh my God, I just did it again. I'm even more confident because I'm competent. I'm competent because I feel confident. And that loop is so important. But that's the difference between the information gatherers and the action takers is right there in between is the act of building confidence through competency by constantly trying and accepting those failures as not failures, but here's a way that didn't work. Let me try the next way right? Who, who was it? Was it Jefferson or Edison who created the light bulb? Like how many, they, yeah. what, what do they say? A million times or whatever. He, how many times he tried to get that fucking filament to work before the light bulb turned on, right? Could you imagine if he tried it three times? He's like, fuck it. Let's just stick with candles. Like, right. I mean, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one thing there. And, and, and before we wrap up here, cause I got a call coming up here in five minutes. Um, I, I think here's another little hint for people, whether it's coronavirus or the next big economic crash that's coming because of the coronavirus or whatever winter comes, look for the opportunities. Craigie, I started looking around and I'm like, all right, everyone's quarantined. Everyone's on lockdown. Everyone's using the alcohol stuff on their hands on the sanitizers. And, but hey, look, I've got a little bit of understanding about science and anatomy and well, we do need some germs and we do need some exposure to germs and viruses so that we can build antibodies and have a strong immune system. So I realized because we're away from humanity and we're covering our mouths and sanitizing our hands, soon as the lockdown is over, there's gonna be a spike in colds and flus and different respiratory illnesses, right? And that means there's gonna be people looking for a solution to increase and improve their immune system. So I was like, what problem is this current situation gonna create? The lockdown, the quarantine, what is it gonna create? It's gonna have people out in society who are now sneezing, coughing, catching a cold, just a regular cold, just a regular flu, but now they're afraid to. So I'm like, what can I do to anticipate that? Well, this is why I reached out to you and I was like, dude, um, who do you know who can kill it on Amazon for us, who can tell us like everything about Amazon overnight? Because with Truline, we're creating what's known as the wellness shot. And it's little envelopes of Turmec, vitamin D, and all these great things that are immune system builders without the sugar. Because if you take things like the emergency packets, 
Yeah. They're full of... Yeah, you can't use those. They're pushed as sugar. Right? Yeah, they have so much sugar that it kind of competes against the receptor sites where the vitamin C would go. So anyway, so we created the ultimate wellness shot packets, and we know that as people get out of the quarantine, that the search for that is going to spike, and we're putting that out in the market currently as we speak. And so look around your industry and go, what is this quarantine causing, and what is pe what are people going to want to do next? Like, I bet you, as soon as we can, concerts and live events are going to spike. So you ought to be one of the first ones, if you're in the music industry, to announce the next fun concert. Um, or live event or whatever. And, and that's what people fail is a little bit of creativity going back to what you said. And if you can be creative and think about what problems are being caused by the current situation, you could be the solution to those problems and monetize it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got enough for, for a couple more episodes. I'll just say the last thing is used right. The, this crisis period has, has given people an MBA in entrepreneurship and leadership. And, you know, thanks for leading from the front. We really appreciate it. I learned a lot just watching all your videos. Yeah, man, you too. And I got to tell you, I'm going to start using your strategy there with the blunt posts on uh, Instagram now. Yeah. Love it. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode of The Empire Show. Can't wait to have Craig in the studio back in uh, starting July. In the meantime, be sure to leave us a five-star review on all the different platforms that you're watching and listening to this on. And as always, don't be afraid to tell your mama. We'll see you later.